This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Time your host, Louisa Barton. I have Jessica Lynn from Earthsong Ranch joining us for our holistic horse segment. And we're going to talk a little bit about thrush. Uh, it actually has a big name, uh, Pododermatitis. But we'll just. I can't pronounce it. I know, I can't either. So we'll stick with thrush. Most people yeah. who are horse owners have had some kind of a run in with this at some point uh, in their lives. And it can be uh, quite trying, a little bit difficult uh, to deal with. Jessica Lynn, tell us a little bit about the symptoms and recognizing thrush. You'll never miss it once you've smelled it. It's yeah. a black, gooey, gunky thing that happens to horses. Um, a lot of times it's due to a nutritional imbalance or lack thereof. It's also something that happens to horses who might have soft or compromised hooves and who may have um, contracted heels or a farrier that doesn't keep a channel open between the frog and the sole of the foot. Um, once they get it though, it's, it's sometimes hard to eradicate if it's a nutritional imbalance because um, copper and zinc are really important feed additives if you have a horse that's prone to this. And if you were to test your hay or your well water, you might find that it's lacking and the horse doesn't have enough. But the zinc would help to fight the bacteria in the foot. I've only had one horse ever that had some thrush. And the natural balance farrier I had um, taught me to really scrub that horse's foot and frog area with Dawn dish soap and a kitchen brush. And I let her stand until it dried on the towel. And then we would put desitin baby ointment in the groups. Huh, how about that? So, yeah, and I mean, it really did help. Um, one of the things that farriers are doing these days, which is interesting, is they're using beeswax. They're cleaning the horse's hoof really well, you know, making sure it's dry, and then they pack the area with some um, beeswax that they've melted with a small blowtorch. Really? I have never heard that. Yep. Um, the Naturally Healthy Horse had it on their blog post today, actually, which I found funny. But anyway, um, and it was from one of the farrier journals out of Maine. Um, areas where it's really damp, like Florida, you know, you get a lot of rain. We don't. Um, on the East Coast, during, you know, bad weather and stuff, horses are in a lot of damp. And that's when they'll also contract a lot more cases of thrush as well. Yes, and we certainly see a lot of cases during the summertime here because we have so much rain, you know, for so many months. And the problem yeah. is the horses can't get on, you know, a dry area. Yeah, so. and also, you know, when horses have to be stalled during really bad um, weather and winters that are more up in the, you know, eastern seaboard, then they're in, you know, their stalls with maybe wet shavings, that kind of stuff. That will be one of the times they'll get thrush because it really is an opportunistic bacteria. And once it sets in, then, you know, you, you're not out there that much in the winter. You don't always notice it till it's gone full blown. So one of the things, too, that I've done over the years with um, some of my clients is we make a really thick paste of betonite clay, add a little bit of tea tree oil, a little bit of lavender, and then pack it in the grooves and let it dry. And that a lot of times will dry out that stinky bacteria too. Is that pretty effective? And how long does it take to, to kind of start working? Do you have to do it several it, times? It, no, several days it's going to take, but it, it's going to dry in there and then slough off as it needs to. And then you may have to repack it again a couple times. But, you know, it also protects it from getting more bacteria while it's working. Now, I, mean, what I, love, I love lavender essential oil because it's an antibacterial and it's so good for so many things. Now, are there any natural ways to prevent it? 
No, you just have to keep your horse's feet picked out and have a good farrier who, you know, really trims well and keeps the grooves open and, you know, keep your horse's immune systems boosted. You know, make sure they have proper nutrition and, you know, clean water. Um, that's about all you can do to prevent it and have them in areas where they can stand around in dry spots if it's raining. Which is sometimes it can be the challenge, definitely. Now, yes. um, Jessica, just changing the subject for a minute, tell us uh, a little bit about what's going on there in, in your, what town are you in? I'm in a little town outside of Temecula called Awanga, and we had five earthquakes this morning, two minutes apart. <laughs> so it was not fun. No. Up in the, nor the northern part of our state, um, the lady who developed California Trace, which a lot of people use for their horses hotel, um, she's in the area where the fires have devastated everything and they were trapped on their ranch. They live five miles inland on a dirt road. They could not get out, but they bulldozed uh, more firebreak area, got their horses and their donkey into a big arena, and they, they were fine. The fire went all around them and burned all their neighbors' houses to the ground. Gosh, it's incredible. And right now there's a fire burning up in L.A., and some of the most famous you know, movie studios for Westerns I hear have burned to the ground as well. Oh, my gosh. And that's Thousand Oaks and, and Malibu has been totally evacuated. Oh my gosh, that's all been going on today. And you said five earthquakes and you're in the southern part. I'm in the southern part. So we had five quakes right in a row, two minutes apart. Oh my gosh. So what so do you do in an earthquake? I've never been in an earthquake. What do you do? Well, you just, you try to get in a doorway if you've got a minute, You try, or you try to get outside, you get away from any windows or glass. Um, you know, your animals will freak out. I was in my dining room and my minis and my horse ran out of the barn and my dogs went leaping off the deck, you know, because they, we can hear them coming before they hit. Wow. Um, there's, a rum, there's a rumbling sound and there's different types of earthquakes. There's shakers, there's rollers, you know, they're all different. Today they've been mainly shakers. What's the difference between a shaker and a roller? It really rolls. I mean, really? Whole, you, can see, you can see the ground ripple. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what, what do horses do in this situation? Um, a lot of times they'll predict them coming. They'll be they'll get out of their stalls. They'll look to the whatever area. Like they're going on west of me, and we were really close to the epicenter. That's why we're feeling them more. Really? Um, a lot of times, Jeep will stand at one spot and keep looking over that way. He won't move. He won't drink water. He might do it for an hour, and when I see him do that, then I go, "Okay, we're get, we're in for another one." Wow! So they really sense it. Sort of yeah, like they, they do I, bad weather and things like that, because you can always yeah. see when when a hurricane or something's coming or a bad tropical storm, you can always see the way they'll stand and put their butts to the, you know, to the, the yeah, to the wind, as, and they know something's coming. They know what to yeah. do. So isn't that interesting that they sense that too? Yeah, very sensitive horses. When you have uh, extreme weather changes, there's a remedy you can give them because a lot of them will call it. Um, and out here, there's quite a few. We get really severe changes. Like yesterday, we were 80. Mm -hmm. Tonight, we're going down to freezing. And my little Arab sometimes will call it because, you know, when you go from one extreme to the next, they feel it. But aconite is a remedy that if you know you have a sensitive horse and you know the weather's going to do that, you give them a dose. And he's getting one tonight. And what is that, aconite? Aconite. Mm -hmm. You just have to get a 30C, you know, remedy. And wow. uh, you just can mix it up with a little bit of water and squirt it in their mouth. Well, gosh, that's uh, it's been, been an incredible day.
for you. Um, any yes. any other um, remedies that you can recommend? I know that uh, as far as going back to the thrush treatment, um, I know I've heard people talk about um, diluted bleach. I have never been a fan of that. No, um, and, the, and the farriers will tell you, do not use diluted bleach, right. bleach because it, it does things to the hoof. It softens them. You don't ever want to use that. And then the other one that I've heard about is a mixture of white sugar and iodine. Have you ever yeah, used that? Yeah, that's betadine. Yeah, and that does work, but you've got to make a thick paste. And again, you've got to really pack it in. That's a really old-timey you know, remedy for mm -hmm. that. It's also a remedy for um, for abscesses, too. Oh, really? But Yeah, it's an old cowboy remedy from a long time ago. But you mix the white sugar with the betadine. You mix it into a really thick paste. You make sure your horse is standing on like a mat or somewhere dry. And then you pack it in and let it dry a little bit more. And it too will kill the bacteria from thrush. Incredible. Good op good natural options. Lowering the odds, yeah. though, is always going to go back to keeping the stall clean, keeping him out of muddy, wet areas, making sure there's a dry, at least a dry area your horse can get to. Um, some people who don't keep their horses in stalls will have a shelter that's dry. So there's a place yeah. the horse can actually stand. Of course, cleaning the hooves out daily is very important. And a good farrier, as Jessica Lynn recommended, and regular on a schedule uh, farrier as well. That's another yeah. key important factor. Uh, Jessica yeah, Lynn, uh, Earth Song Ranch, you can find on Facebook or you can find on the web. You can go to earthsongranch.com and you can check out what Jessica Lynn has. She's lots of great advice. She's happy to give consultations on the phone. Um, for an, a number of different um, symptoms and diagnosis to support whatever you're doing with your veterinarian in a holistic manner. So I want to thank you, Jessica. We wish you all the best. We hope you don't have any more earthquakes or fires. And uh, yes. we will look forward to having you back on the show again in the very near future. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast.